together. Our Father in heaven, the Bible says that you bring grace and peace to us through Jesus, your Son. And so we ask God Almighty that you would do just that. You'd give us grace today. We pray that you would open up the storehouses of heaven's kindness and pour out your grace onto us. Please, God, would you work in every heart in this place to construct a deep peace. Lord, we don't want what's pretend. We don't want what is false. We want something that is real. Lord, that all of the aches and the struggles that sit in us, we pray that you would, that you would put us at peace by infusing into every soul a certain hope of peace for what is to come. Please reconnect us with you. Help us to know how essential it is for us to be right with you. And help us know that we can be right with you because of Jesus. Jesus who gave himself for our sins to win our peace and secure our hope. And rescue us from all the mess and the muddle. And bring us finally to eternal life. To you be glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, today we are going to give thanks for Jacob in a bit. Not yet. Not yet. Um, uh, What what I want to do, I want to show you some pictures on the screen. And I want you to imagine that you are given this thing as a gift. All right? And then I want you to tell me what your response is. So if you would like it, if you think that's a good gift, you can give a little cheer. Practice that little cheer. That's not bad. Okay, good. Uh, If you think it's a bad gift, you can give a little boo. And if you don't care, you just go, meh. All right. Okay, here we go. First one. You ready? You get given this as a gift. What do you think? Okay. Mixed response. How about this? Okay. Meh. Meh. This. 9,000 pieces in that. That is awesome, isn't it? I would quite like that. That's pretty cool. What about this one? Okay. Fairly positive about that. Interesting. Um, interesting. If, if you got given the key, uh, you, you, I guess if you get given something, we are taught to say thanks, aren't we? But you might want to say, what is it for? You know, if that key is for, for an old car that I had that is now in a scrapyard, it's a bit of a dud gift, isn't it? But if it's for a brand new shiny car, that's a good gift, right? Um, if we get given a gift... We want to know what it is for. Well, we're going to say thanks to Jacob because he is a gift. Not to Jacob, for Jacob. Uh, he is a gift. But what is he for? It's a good question, isn't it? What is Jacob for? In fact, that's a question which I think should matter to all of us. What are we for? Um, we're going to uh, think about that in our service. Uh, one of the things we're going to do this morning is um, at Kingfisher Church, we have something called a statement of faith. Uh, nine Uh, kind of statements that summarize what we think the Bible teaches about what is most important. So uh, once a month in our service, at the end of the month, we're going to look at each of these statements in turn. So we're going to look at the first one today, which is all about what the Bible says about God, which is quite a lot. So it's a very condensed, compact statement. This is it. You might need to swallow a dictionary to understand this. Um, There is one God who exists eternally in three distinct but equal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God is unchangeable in his holiness, justice, wisdom, and love. He's the almighty creator, savior, judge, who sustains and governs all things according to his sovereign will for his own glory. That is quite a mouthful, isn't it? So what we're going to do, we're going to take one portion of the Bible this morning, and we're going to look at it to see a couple of the things which we note in here. And the bit of the Bible we're going to look at is a song. Uh, It's called Psalm 104, um, and I'm going to read this song for us. The words will be on the screen so you can 
follow with us. This is what the Bible says. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains, but at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He makes springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests. The stork has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats. The crags are a refuge for the hyrax. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness. It becomes night, and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises, and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to their work, to their labor until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan which you formed to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord. What are we for? Well, the first line of this song, the songwriter tells us what he is for. He speaks to himself and he says, praise the Lord, my soul. He says to himself, this is what you are for. You are for praising God. And then the rest of the song goes on a kind of poetic exploration of creation to answer why he should praise God. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. They estimate that um, half the world's population watched the funeral of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth this week. That's astonishing, isn't it? Isn't that astonishing? Majesty is a word we have heard a lot of um, in the last week because majesty is a word to describe royalty. 
the whole occasion of the funeral was majestic. I don't know if you noticed, though, some of the words in the hymns. The opening hymn had these words in it. It said, That Lord, thy throne shall never, like earth's proud empires, pass away. And in the closing hymn, it had the line, Till we cast our crowns before thee. And I love the fact that the Queen chose for those hymns to be sung in that place by all the rulers of the world gathered together to sing about how um, the, the majesty of earthly power is nothing compared to the majesty of God. Majesty is, is bigness that is beautiful. And God, says the songwriter, is clothed with majesty. And the song marvels at this majesty, marvels at the fact that God is the almighty creator. Verses 5 to 9, sing out about what God has done. He constructed the earth like there was a blanket of water that he spread over it all and then he roared and the waters fled and the mountains pushed up and the valleys sank down and everything got put in the place that God had assigned for it and he set up the boundaries of everything. All the physical limitations of the cosmos have been determined by the grand designer. This is a song that takes us beyond our understanding. That's why poetry is needed. The singer wants to show the power of the majestic God. He, he, he says it's a bit like this. I'm going to need some volunteers for this. Can I have, um, can I have a, a couple of big volunteers and one little volunteers? Come on, come on, Noah. You come and help me. Thanks. Nick, you going to come and help me as well? And then can I have, can I have one more Speroni to help me? Ella is my nemesis. She really is. This is going to be good. Right, so, um, boy, uh, boy, boy Speronis, if you could hold this, if you could hold, hold either end of it. That's it, great. All right, we got it. Right, Ella, you ready for this? Can you pull the curtains? And, then, and the other one? It's good, isn't it? Was that hard? No, it wasn't hard at all, was it? It wasn't hard. At all. This was quite an elaborate illustration. I, I didn't tell my wife I was taking my curtain down. Um, and actually, I, I noticed that it was really badly fixed to the wall, so that's, that's useful, useful to know. Um, quite, quite, quite a lot of hard work to do this, to make the point. It says in that psalm uh, that the Lord stretches out the heavens like a tent or like a curtain. And, and the point is that it was as easy as it was for Ella to open the curtains. You, you guys can sit down now. Um, look after my curtains. Thanks very much. All of the heavens, everything above the earth, the sky, the stars, the the galaxies, uh, that kind of immeasurable stretch of everything that goes on and on and on, um, all of that, the effort it took for God to make it was like opening a curtain. No sweat for the almighty creator. And, And he rules it all. He builds his palace on the waters, it says. He rides the clouds like a chariot. He goes on on the wings of the wind. He makes wind and fire his servants. Probably need to slow down a bit, don't we? I don't know. Is, is, is that how you see it when you look at the world? You see the almighty creator? Now, you, you might think, surely we've moved on from stuff like this, haven't we? You know, that there is so much more we know about the universe than when this singer sang his song. And that's true, isn't it? We know so much more. But Albert Einstein, who knows quite a bit about the universe, uh, he said that the more that we know, the more we press into physical reality and the physical reality of the world. For, for Einstein, he said, the more we go, the more we know, the bigger we get an impression of something beyond the physical. The more we know, the more apparent God becomes. 
for him. Now, this song is not a song of science, but it's not against science. It is telling us about a reality, a deeper story than that which science tells. Now, this Bible singer, he looks out at the world and he says, God is very great. By the time he gets to verse 24, he can't hold it in anymore. He just says, wow. He says, how many are your works, Lord? In wisdom, you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Now, this song celebrates that God is the almighty creator. Well, we're going to sing a song that does just that. We're going to sing about how God is the, well, he's the indescribable creator of everything. So if you're able, when the musicians start, let's stand and sing indescribable. Hello. Um, It is our great privilege this morning to join with the Speroni family in giving thanks for Jacob Daniel Speroni. There he is. Uh, Born on the 23rd of August 2018. Um, Our plan is we're going to give thanks for him. We're going to pray for him. Ask God to protect him from the dangers and the evils of this world and pray that by God's grace, he would become a true child of his through faith in Jesus. Jacob, do you know what you're for? No. This little lad here is fearfully and wonderfully made, says the Bible. And the Bible says he was knit together in his mother's womb, and that all of his ways, his days, are known by God already. And the Lord Jesus said that all those, um, all those the Father gives him will come to him, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Let's pray, shall we? God Almighty, you are the maker of everything and the giver of life, and so we thank you for Jacob. He is a precious gift from you. He has been wonderfully crafted by your mighty hand. We thank you that you have brought him safely into the world, and we thank you for your protection over concerns for his health. And Lord God, we ask that as he grows in the world, that you would guard him from every danger. And we pray, God, that you would give him in time a believing view of the Lord Jesus, and that Jacob would come to Jesus in his own faith and never be driven away. And that he might grow up to be a mighty man of God and use all the strength and gifts that you give to him to love and care for others. Father, we pray for Nick and Artie and with all the strength and wisdom and endurance and tenderness they will need as they parent Jacob and bring him up in the knowledge and fear of you. We pray for Noah and Ella, Lord. We ask that you would bless them and help them to be a good brother and sister. We pray that these three would enjoy a lovely friendship together. Our Father, we commit this whole family, and especially Jacob, into your loving care. Amen. Right, we are going to um, ask some questions and get some answers. I'm going to ask two very long questions to Nick and Artie. Um, hopefully they're going to say something positive at the end of it. Um, here we go. You ready? Good. Nick and Artie, do you acknowledge Almighty God as the giver of life, and do you thank him for his goodness in giving you Jacob? Do you promise to provide through God's blessing for the physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual needs of Jacob, looking to your own heavenly father for the wisdom, love, and strength to serve him and not to use him? Good. You have to check with each other. (laughs) We do. Okay, next one. Uh, Do you commit yourselves with God's fatherly help to bring up Jacob in the instruction of the Lord, making every reasonable effort with patience and love to build the word of God, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord into his life? Do you commit with God's help and by his grace to teach Jacob all about Jesus Christ and to encourage him to seek him for forgiveness and eternal life? Very good. 
Uh, I've got a question for all of us, so can the congregation stand? Uh, it's, again, it's, it's quite a long question, so maybe I'll point to you when it's your, your t- turn to respond. And, and a we do is the appropriate response, or silence. One of those options um, is fine. So in giving thanks for the precious gift of Jacob, do you as the church family and the family and friends of Nick, Artie, Noah, Ella, and Jacob, do you promise to surround Jacob with your love and prayers and in dependence upon God's grace to commend the gospel to him by teaching an example in hope that according to God's mercy, he will lead Jacob to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ? And do you promise to support the whole family as they seek to bring Jacob up praying that God will grant Nick and Artie all the wisdom and grace in this awesome task of parenting. Very good. You can sit down. Jacob, not, not you, not you, Jacob. This is, this is your last moment, okay? Uh, we do this with children who are kind of holdable. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hold you, Jacob, if that's all right. Just to say, the only reason we're not doing that when some pandemic maybe got in the way. Fair enough, yeah. It's a good excuse. Good. <laughs> Jacob. Can I put my hand on you? Can you shake my hand? That one? That, that, we can hold hands like that. Good, right. Jacob, in, in the Bible, there's a man called Jacob who had a very messy and complicated life, right? But at the end of it, he said this. He said, God has been my shepherd all my life to this day. So we pray that you will know that same God as your shepherd through all of your life. So Jacob, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Now you can sit down. Very good. Uh, The family have chosen our next song, um, which we're going to sing together, a song which expresses the faith that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ and expresses it so well. Uh, So if we're able, we're going to stand and sing, Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Please do take your seats. So what are you for? What is your purpose? Well, this, um, this songwriter answers at the beginning by saying, praise the Lord, my soul. This is what I'm for. And the reason is, Lord, my God, you are very great. Uh, God is the almighty creator. Uh, but, but this song says more than that. Uh, this singer has watched and wondered at the world. In, in verses 10 to 16, he thinks about water. He thinks about how water pours onto the hills, gathers into the streams, and then the animals come and drink it. And you imagine him sitting on the hillside, watching the wild animals gathering to quench their thirst. And, and he looks and he sees there are birds gathering in the, in the trees beside the water. He listens to them singing. Then, it, then he looks across and he sees that the cattle grazing in the field, eating the grass. And, and he looks across to a farmer's field and he sees um, that the crops that are producing fruit and grain. And and he thinks all about how God has arranged the world. And and he thinks about what these things are for. What's the purpose of them? He thinks about grapes. He thinks about how grapes are carefully grown and then they're fermented and wine is produced. And what what does that wine do? He says it gladdens human hearts. It's not just about keeping things going. It's about bringing happiness. He thinks about how bread, a bread that sustains their hearts. That's not just giving energy, but it's doing something to the heart of man. He thinks about places in verses 16 to 18, different habitats suited to different creatures. He thinks about time, the the sun and the moon tracking the time, and then in the night, the animals hunting, and in the day, people going out to work. And what he marvels at in verse 27 
is that all creatures look to God to give them food at the proper time. But what he marvels at is that God is constantly behind all the provision and the sustaining of the world. In verse 29 to 30, he speaks about how God governs over the coming and the passing of life. And God is not just almighty creator. He's the one who sustains and governs all things. You know, you know, sometimes people speak about God as a kind of possibility in the past. Uh, he, he might have been there way, way back. But that's not what this singer's song is. This singer's song is that the whole of everything is always held in the hands of God. That, that's what it means when it says that God makes the world. When God makes the world, it's, it's not like when we make a mess. Does anybody ever make a mess? After you've made a mess and you stop making the mess, what is left? Not nothing. There's a mess. It's still there, isn't it? It doesn't just disappear when you stop making it. But that's not how God makes the world. The way that God makes the world is like this. Now, I need a bit of help with this, but um, I'm going to ask you to do something. But when I hold up my hand, you have to stop, okay? Is that all right? No, okay. Well, let's see how it works then. Very good. Okay, so after three, I I want you to make a noise as loudly as you can, okay? You ready? When I put my hand up, you've got to stop. One... Two, three. Stop, doesn't it? Stop, doesn't it? That's how God makes the world. If he stops doing it, everything stops. It's like if you sing a note, you're making music, but as soon as you stop, it stops, doesn't it? The Bible says God upholds the universe by the word of his power. If God stopped making, there would be nothing there. That's true for my heartbeat as it is true for the stars above. True for the blades of grass as it is for the galaxies. But then this song touches on something more. That the world is wonderful, but the world is not just wonderful. There are things in the world that make us want to weep rather than wonder. In this song, there's the kind of blue planet verse. I don't know if you noticed it. He suddenly says, There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number. You can almost hear David Attenborough reading it, can't you? But, but then the singer says this. He says, And Leviathan, which you form to frolic there. That is a disturbing line. It opens the, the door just a little bit to a great mystery. Now, Leviathan was, was the name that they gave to the force of destructive evil in the world. Leviathan was the monster that haunted their dreams. And Leviathan has gone by many names. In Middle-earth, they called it Sauron, the dark lord who corrupts the living and who drains goodness out of everything. In the times we live, this beast is nameless. We don't call it anything, really, but we do see its handiwork everywhere. We see the spread of sadness. We see forces that bring terror. And we fear this nameless beast. And the singer notes its existence. And he says even that is formed by God. And he says, importantly, to God... It's just a plaything. This beast of all terror, from God's perspective, is just a kitten. Now, the very worst in all the world cannot get beyond the power of God. God is the one who sustains and upholds and governs all things. But what about us? What about you and me? Well, before we think about that, And we're going to sing again a song which answers that question. Uh, A song which gives the answer of the singer. We're going to sing 
all praise to him. Let's stand if we're able. And with the musicians, let's sing all praise to him. Pray together. God Almighty, you are the one who wrap yourself in light, you reign in love, and you bend to hear our every prayer. And so we want to bring to you the needs of our world and the concerns of our hearts. God Almighty, we ask that you would stop the war in Ukraine. Lord, we ask that wherever there is oppression, you would bring justice. Lord, in the land in which we live, we pray for our government to make decisions which benefit all, especially those in most need. We pray that you would protect those in danger and help those who live in fear. And Lord, we ask for those who we know who are in need at the moment. Uh, we pray for our brother Carmini in hospital and ask that your healing hand of mercy would be upon him and sustaining him and Pamela. But Lord, others that we are concerned for at the moment, we mention them now in the quiet of our hearts before you. Lord in heaven, please would you hear our prayer and have mercy. Amen. Let's bring this home, shall we? What are you for? What is your purpose? Uh, this songwriter says, praise the Lord, my soul. This is what I'm for. I'm for praising God. And he sings about how God is the almighty creator. He's the one who sustains and governs all things. And then he ends how he begins. Praise the Lord, my soul. And then he adds, praise the Lord. And that is an invitation to join him. And there are two things that stand out as he builds his final invitation. His big finish to his song goes like this. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. That's what he gives his life for. He says, this is what I'm for. I'm going to give everything I am to praise the Lord. But notice, this is an invitation to happiness. He tells first about the happiness of God. He says, may the Lord rejoice in his works. God is just really happy with his world. It's hard to imagine what a being as, as immense as God is like when he's happy. But his delight is huge. And then the singer says, and I rejoice in the Lord. The circle of happiness here. God who is happy in his works and the singer who is happy in God. It is a dance of delight. And the invitation is to come and to share in the happiness of God. That's what he's singing for. That the final invitation of the song is an invitation to be happy. Uh, but then the lingering note of the song is one of deep longing. Right towards the end, he says, May sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Now, the world is wonderful, but, it, but there's so much that's not, so much that's not right. In the bursting out of life we see in the world, there is another principle at work, a principle of decreation. It's the kind of thing that we see symptoms of all the time. Now, we saw it on Monday as we watched the Queen's funeral. Uh, there's something very leveling about a funeral. Uh, all people, the great and the small, the known and the unknown, all people end up at our own funeral. That's what death does. It ruins life. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, as people walk past the Queen's coffin, there was, there, there was at times a kind of awkwardness. We're not quite sure what to do with it. It's a decreation. 
We see decreation in broken relationships at a personal level and at a national level. As wars rage, we see what bad people do. And we know it's never as simple as goodies and baddies at a national level and at a personal level. It's always more complicated. Now, it was well said that the line separating good and evil cuts through every human heart. Decreation. Now, so much in the world doesn't work well, and we live the harshness of it. And the Bible says it's, it's because of sinners and wickedness. It's because of a resisting of the Creator and working against Almighty God. And as the singer sings his song, he longs for the world to be right. And he aches for the world to be perfect. Is that ringing from that bag there? Because no one's going to answer it in the bag, are they? <laughs> Thanks, Mark. There we go. There we go. As this singer brings his song to the end, uh, he is longing for the world to be right. He's longing for a perfect world. And isn't that what we all long for? The problem with the world is not just a problem that's out there. It's a problem that's in here too. And we get caught in a dilemma at the end of this song. We ache for a perfect world, but we ourselves are not perfect for it. Well, that dilemma finds its answer in the verse which was read at the beginning of our service. That speaks about how the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. The almighty creator God came in Christ and gave himself to answer for our sins so that he might rescue us from our dilemma. And he might bring us into a perfected world. A world where sin and sorrow and suffering and even death is all behind us forever. And I think this singer had a hope for that world. In fact, one of the remarkable things this singer says is just one word in verse 33. He says, I will sing praise to God. But he doesn't, does he? Do you notice that little word? I will sing praise to my God. And the whole world turns on the word my. This singer says, this majestic and glorious God is my God. He's the one that I belong to. And all of us can share in that belonging. That my can be sealed for us by the blood of Calvary. And like it is for Queen Elizabeth. Now, Queen Elizabeth chose for the Bible passage to be read at her funeral that has a line, death has been swallowed up in victory. That is a startling thing to say over a coffin, isn't it? But that was her hope. And that's what Christ offers. He offers to make good on this longing and secure for us a passage that goes through death and beyond death and into the eternal happiness of God. The singer says, that's what I'm for. With all my life, my purpose is to praise my God. So what about us? What, what about me and you? What are we for? Look, the way I see it, maybe it's a bit simplistic, but two of the possibilities before us are these. On, on one hand, the world has no purpose. On, on one hand, there is, there is nothing beyond or behind to give meaning. There is no God of glory and so the world isn't for anything. We are not for anything. And we can make up our meaning, but that kind of meaning is just made up. That's one option. The second option is that Psalm 104 is true. 
and that there is something beyond the natural world. There is the almighty creator who made the world for a reason. And he didn't just make it, but he sustains it and he governs it and he delights in it. And all of us have this possibility, this invitation to share in his great happiness. An invitation to hope for a world without badness. If Psalm 104 is true, then all of us are part of this great story. We are made for God. We are made to enjoy him and enjoy him forever. What's it going to be for you? Let's pray. Our God in heaven, I pray that you'd help us to be those who hear your word and believe it. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Now we're going to conclude our service by singing about God. Uh, singing about how he is worthy of our praise because of what he's done in creation and because of what he's done in the Lord Jesus. Uh, if you're able, please stand and we'll sing together.